What? Hello, welcome to the UK Scriptwriters Podcast with me, Tim Clegg. <laughs> and me, Danny Stack. Hello. Do you remember? You, rem- you missed your cue, Danny. I was. I was. He's <laughs> taking the back of your what? What? Oh, what? Come what? on! Uh, we're sitting here in sweltering Bournemouth, everyone, because it's a bit of a heat wave right now. We're melting. But we thought, who cares? Uh, we'll still do the podcast. Uh, no special guest. Well, we were going to do one today with a special guest, but uh, it was it meant a trip to London, and our meetings got cancelled, and the trains were all over the shop. So we're going to do that soon. We're going to do that again. Soon, so we'll have a, a special guest podcast for you next time. Uh, if you don't know what we're yakking on about, then uh, welcome, welcome to the UK Scriptwriters uh, podcast, which uh, is done by myself and Danny. We've been doing it for many, many years now, and we just uh, meet up every now and again. We're co-writers anyway, so we tend to do it when we're having a chat about our own projects. And we thought let's do a little podcast, and we talk about all things writing, mainly with a UK focus, but not exclusively. Uh, nearly everything we say you could apply wherever you are in the world, but maybe some of the examples and the people we interview tend to be more uh, from the UK area. And we just cover a bit about the craft, a bit about the business and how to be a successful writer. That's it, really. That's it. And what we like to do as well is focus on the fact that we're a couple of working writers or a couple of jobbing writers. So... Everything we talk about is put into practice or things that we've learned from the job. Yeah. Rather than thinking we know the answers to all screenwriting craft problems and we know the three-act structure back to front. Yeah, we're not proponents of any grand theory. Uh, We're just a couple of doers that are failing as much as we're succeeding. But we thought if we share it, maybe, you know, we can learn something back from people that send us some great tips and so on. So last quite a few, Danny, we've been doing these great interviews, which I've enjoyed doing because I've learned so much. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we had a few requests and uh, as well as our shifted postponement (laughs) for the interview um, to kind of just be good to catch up with each other. Yeah. And have a chat about some of the things that are in our book. And what's been going on in general. Because um, you might know if you follow us online, we're just back from Cannes Film Festival. Yeah. And um, we're regular attendees. Uh, and so we thought it might be interesting to touch on that, but also touch on that in a way about general networking. Yeah. Uh, but also talk about something else uh, a bit later in terms of being a writer and being your own business and things that you can do officially. So that's the topic's today everyone it's kind of more of a business focused one because it's not something that crops up in our interviews we've noticed so Mm. much so we thought well we'll tackle that ourselves and it's something that um we're we're both still learning about both of these things Danny so we're like they're in our mind a lot and we're navigating this and it's all a bit new to us Uh, so that makes it a good topic to cover I think where we might have a disagreement about certain things or you had your eyes opened about certain elements and so on. So let's let's have a look at that. Now, the fir- so the first thing that crops up a lot, Danny, is this networking issue. Yeah. If you speak to writers, student writers, you 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 meet more student writers than I do. Yeah. Through evening classes that you take and yeah. so on. A lot of people hate the idea of networking. Is that still true? Very much so. Yeah. Or are in, intimidated by the fact. Yeah. Um, or at the notion of it. Yeah, and I can, we can all understand why, especially if you haven't gone out there yet yeah. as a writer. 
there's probably a number of factors involved. Number one that springs to mind is that uh, fraudster syndrome. Okay. You know what I mean? In terms of when you, if you step out into a networking environment, especially yeah. it's a drinks do, say at the London Screenwriters Festival or yeah, BAFTA yeah, yeah. or something, and you want to go up to somebody and say, hello, I'm a screenwriter. Yeah. You're con- but you're not feeling it. You're not feeling it yourself. <laughs> I'm just a housewife. Which is written my I don't know what the hell, you know, or I'm just a, like some bricklayer yeah. who's just done his first. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't put on a voice there. My voice just naturally went higher there when I said housewife. Okay. For some reason. Um, <laughs> but I think there might be. You turned into David Walliams. I mate. did, yeah. <laughs> there might be a little bit of an insecurity about saying you're a screenwriter. Uh verbally out into the open for the first time if you've never done that before i don't think that's the main thing though no i just think it's the social fear anyway it's the social well that kicks in a bunch of people that you don't know if you're there by yourself oh my god and you're there by yourself and uh, well there's two things isn't it let's go do the first you're there by yourself you're there by yourself you you walk in and you know everyone else seems to know people they're all chatting to everybody else and you're the only person not talking to anyone (laughs) yeah and um and uh, you don't really know anyone. And I, I guess it's just that social anxiety. Even if you're a confident person, you probably still feel it a little bit about what to do. And you don't want to muck, you don't want to muck it up. Well, of course, it's really hard to actually muck something up. Mm. Um, but you still have that. You still have that concern in the back of your mind. And it makes you worried to go forward. To tell you the truth, there's another terrible network disease though which is where you do know and we probably suffer from this sometimes some of the things we go to Danny where you do know quite a few people there yeah so you talk to them because you maybe haven't seen them in a little while a little catch up and then you don't get a chance or don't take the chance rather to speak to new people which of course is the reason that is the comfort zone (laughs) the comfort zone trap the comfort zone that can Um, be as dangerous as the being out of your comfort zone but that can actually play when you've just started talking to a complete stranger so mm. you're kind of psychologically <laughs> latching on to that yeah. the fact that you're now in a conversation yeah. great oh, great I've got friends <laughs> uh, and I remember just to bring Can into it on our was it our last night there we were at the Petty Majestic yeah and we started saying hello to people who were there by themselves yes um, and that was just a great way to chat and be yeah friendly. yeah 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 but not everybody's up for that either though no <laughs> So that's the thing we have to remember because we like we like to be friendly and we like to have a chat and yeah. we like to have a bit of a laugh yeah. or whatever. And they were on some chill out like, downtime. Or I meet my girlfriend, will you yeah, leave yeah. me alone? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but most of them were like really happy. And one guy said, "Oh, thanks so much for saying hello." Yeah. Um, some German sales agent or something. <laughs> uh, but that's that's with the benefit of a couple of beers and a few years of experience, I guess. Yeah, I think um, so. I mean, all I would say if you're looking for net networking tips is about if you can turn up you there's a thing where you don't want to turn up early mm-hmm. right because you're a bit like i don't want to turn up early and be the guy standing on their own you know like oh no i've turned turn, you know awkward so you maybe turn up a little bit late but you see by then everyone's paired off all in their groups mm-hmm. i think actually if you're going somewhere and you've not been to it before actually turning up quite near the start is a good idea. There's normally who's going to be there. Some of the organisers have a word with them. What do they, you know, who they might even introduce, go, oh, have you, uh, have you met Jane? Have you met Francis or whatever? Uh, and also anyone that coming in, you can kind of nab them if you see what I mean, and they can be your best chum. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think that's the, that's the, 
it's counterintuitive, I think. People are like, oh, no, I won't go early. I don't want to stand out. But, of course, the, the other thing is turning up and it's all a bit too late. So, yeah, get... get uh, Get get there early. If it's a, if it's a sit down thing, then make sure you're not on the ends, so mm. that you're kind of not isolated around, and just um, yeah, just try and kind of uh, move around. And the other thing, I keep I know I bang on about this to like I've become a cliche of myself, Danny, but I I I, <laughs> I do love a business card still. Yeah, and and like everyone sort of laughs at me. I'm laughing at myself for saying it, right? Because it seems so old fashioned still. And it's like, oh, it's like networking tips from the 80s, you know. Mm. But what I found is, uh, first of all, so few people have them. And it is useful to be like, you get home and you're like, oh, did I speak to again? And you've got someone's card. You can search for their name on LinkedIn because you've got the proper spelling of it and mm. everything. Uh, so it is a useful thing. But the other thing is, you know, your, ha- your, your David Walliams housewife situation. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Then um, actually having the card can sort of break that down. So, you know, if you're a bit timid about saying you're a script writer, you know, of what, whatever, comic book writer, a genre writer of some kind, Mm. if you've got that on the card, it kind of makes it easier for you to sort of say it. You kind of like, you're not fooling yourself just because it's written down, Mm. but it just makes it all a bit more, bit easier. Hand the card over, which says like, I write comedies or whatever. yeah. And you go, yeah, I'm a comedy writer. And it's like, well, that's easy, isn't it? Rather than someone going, well, and you sort of umming and ahhing and everything like that. Mm. Uh, so if you do have a card, get get your little branding on it. I mean, the, just the highest level, corporate writer, sitcom writer, gag writer, whatever it is, you know, um, and just have that and hand it out. I yeah. think it's just so great. It's not makes it uh, easier. It does make it easier. Uh, one thing I, I like doing as well is sometimes, you know, you end up, in a conversation with maybe two or three people yeah. and they're still strangers but you're getting to know them and then there's a third person or fourth person turns up at the edge of the kind of circle mm. do you know what I mean mm. because they're and they're kind of loit- and they don't know whether to kind of interject or join in but they're kind of listening yeah and you don't the, ha- the, the shadow <laughs> the shadow so what I like to do is introduce them to the people I've just met even though yeah. I don't know that person's name yeah so it's a way of introducing strangers to strangers so I can find out what that person's name is and what they're doing but also pull I get them to, in, pull I, them in. I get to pitch who the strangers are yeah to that other person so it makes yeah, sure yeah, I'm yeah. listening yeah yeah yeah. so yeah, this yeah. guy's a director of commercials or whatever yeah. and he's just done a pop video for Suede or whatever yeah. you know and it's like oh they've been listening and, yeah. it ma- and it makes them sound really great in the way that they would never think to pitch themselves yeah because I think it might have started with us introducing each other yeah so you would introduce me in a way that I would never introduce that's myself right. that's and right and likewise you always forget you're BAFTA nominated yeah. so I always bring that up <laughs> um, yeah yeah I so do that, forget that. <laughs> so if you ever see us at a networking do or at any drinks reception and you think there's a closed circle, there's never a closed circle. So you can either be that person who's on the edge of that circle and we'll pull you in. Yeah. Or I, just I, feel free to come up and say hello. I, anyway. I never think it's... I think if you're at a networking thing um, uh, of any type and someone come, uh, uh, someone's coming in, uh, all right, guys, sorry to interrupt, right? I never think that's a bad thing to do. It's not a private conversation. You've gone to the networking thing. If everyone wanted to have a, a closed meeting, mm. then then they're in the wrong mm. for thinking that they could do that there. So I I, I I never feel bad anymore about going up to people going, oh, sorry, uh, are, are you those guys with the other podcast? Yeah. You know, whatever it is. And just um, uh, sort of pushing myself in there a little bit because that's what we're all there 
uh, to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, the worst thing is if you try and apply that out of a networking environment, you know, interrupting people's private meetings or whatever, mm. just because you think you see them across the room, uh, uh, whatever, having dinner, that's mm. more on the iffy side. But if everyone's there for that chat, it's like fair, in Cannes, like game. in Cannes, everyone's fair game in Cannes, really, mm. if you see them around, because they've chosen to be there and well, they're moving about. Cannes a good example of it doesn't matter who you bump into, wherever you are, if they've got a badge, they're at the festival. So you can just say hello yeah. How are you? Yeah. Kind of thing. And you'll find out who they are. Yeah. But I think that should apply wherever you are, say a BFI screening, BAFTA screening, some Q&A somewhere. Chances are the people in the audience are going to be industry They're going associated. They're going to be like-minded. And you're going to say, hi, I'm a, oh, I'm a writer. Yeah, yeah, are you yeah. in the business? And yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Of thing? And they're, I'm a development exec and yeah. whatever. And you're like, oh, great, great to meet you. I mean, um, does it matter, though? You know, all this networking... Um, and doing all that hustle, Danny, does it actually pay off, though? That's the key question, isn't it? And my theory is uh, it takes it takes time. There's no instant network hit, or very rare, anyway. Yeah, I agree. If, you're, if you want something to come out of, like, if you're going to a networking do, specifically with a mission in mind to get some work, or it's, it's unlikely going to happen, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. But the fact of keeping in touch with that contact... Or meeting them again six months, a year later. Again, bringing up Cannes. It was my first time going twice in a row. And I felt the benefit of that in terms of the contacts. Because yeah, the people you, we met last year yeah. bumped into this year. Yeah. But we hadn't arranged to meet them officially. We just bumped into them. But we just bumped into them and yeah. had a really good catch-up. Yeah. And like with um, one of the guys from Bristol, there was a crossover kind of link of people we know yeah, and jobs right. that he had worked on with our right. crew that we had worked with. That's right. And so it all kind of matched up. That's right. And it just cements him in my mind and our mind and, and, and ditto, I think. For uh, hopefully, yeah, I was going to say, and the other way around. Yeah. We're all doers. And we're all doers, so he's thinking, oh, yeah, I'll call those guys now because yeah. I need such and such doing. Yeah. And like, at the same breath, nothing may happen at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's from a contact that we made a whole 12 months ago. Yeah. And still nothing may come of it, but it's just more about, well, who do you know in the biz? Yeah. Um, because people know everybody. At, you know, the tendrils reach quite far, really. Yeah, Dominant. I agree. So. Yeah, I agree. I think the only thing that you should never do is just uh, blag, pretend, exaggerate, make stuff up, you know, when you're meeting people. I think if you play it straight, it doesn't matter. So if you're a nerdy kind of type of writer... As one chap um, <coughs> goes to, I don't know if you've ever met him, Danny. He goes to the ones around here, takes notes mm-hmm. while you're having a chat because mm-hmm. he wants to remember what you said. Right? <laughs> right. So, so I'm like, well, is a is a detailed guy, maybe slightly nerdy. I hope that's not offend, offending him if he's listening to this. Don't mean it in that way. But it's him. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? That is him. And mm-hmm. that's... So if you were looking for Mr. Detail you know it's him yeah. because he's playing you know you go is that a tip to sort of make no no mm. that's not a tip that's the thing don't be copying other people or trying to pick up these weird little things if you like even my business card thing if that's not your bag you know don't don't be doing that I think if, as long as you're going in you're being, your, being yourself representing yourself whatever that is um, you can't really go wrong alright not everyone might like if, you know if I keep picking this example, but if you're a comedy writer and people are interested in comedy there, they might not warm to you particularly. Mm. 
So, but so what if you see what I mean? Uh, the worst thing is to chop and change and pretend, or you know what I mean, like yeah. be false about it. Just, just, just know know what you're doing. Rock on up, meet a few people. Eventually, you know things will pay off. And do you know what we've been doing it around this area for a long time? And it's weird, Danny. What what a, 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 a thing that's happened that I've not really thought about is that people now talk about the community. Yeah. But, of course, the community is just a bunch of individuals. That's all it is, isn't it? But what's happened is the networking has created that community. Mm. And I've not really realised that there's that benefit. So even if you're... You can't lose if you're going along doing your networking because you're getting into being part of a community, whatever happens. Yeah. Uh, and it just strengthens up whatever, the thing in your area, wherever you're listening to this. You know, if you're in Glasgow, whatever, get along. Meet the guys, local Glasgow scene, well, be keep, part of the Glasgow community. But keep on going as well. Keep on attending. Oh, yeah. Don't don't think to yourself, oh, I've done that once or twice. I'm not going to go again. Even if it's the same networking event. Yeah. There's, there's a regular one here in Bournemouth and we get different people showing up every time. I think yeah. we're the only kind of, there's a group of us that always show yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because we just enjoy it. Yeah. Other people come and go. Come and go. And that's or, fine. Or you that's, only see them once a year. Yeah, that kind of you thing. You know, who cares? That's I th- fine. I think the consistency of just showing your face or uh, having your name about does help. I'll give you a quick industry anecdote for me. I met an exec in 2011, I think. I was recommended to her from this other exec. And I was at the stage where I desperately needed work. Right. So I went to the meeting thinking I've been recommended to her. Yeah. So I've got to come out of this meeting with work in my back pocket. And, of course, it was just, well, nice to have met you. And I was, like, feeling pretty bad about it, thinking, why isn't she giving me work? Because she has a lot of shows on, why don't I have any work? Anyway, so three, four years later, um, we met her at the CMC in um, the one in London that we did. Oh, the book fair. The book fair one. The book fair, yeah. Uh, We met her, so it it was... we had arranged to meet her, mm. like officially. So she was just like, "Oh, great to see what you guys yeah, are yeah, doing." Yeah. And of course, I remember Danny from when we yeah, met yeah, a few yeah. years ago. Um, and then she turns out she's working now on a new show by herself, and uh, I'm working on that show now. Yeah, but not because of her, because of another writer. But right. because when the other writer said mentioned you, I, I was thinking yeah. of Danny for this. Yeah. She was like, "Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know Danny I really Danny. well." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in turn, she's now recommended me to another show. Yeah, which I'm working on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good example of that long term approach. And that's five, six years, yeah. seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. So you can't pay the mortgage on that, but you can pay the mortgage on it maybe eventually. Um, if, yeah. If well, just work as well, out. the mortgage lasts twenty five years. Uh, but that's, there you go. That's why we should have all got an interest-free mortgage, uh, the um, interest-only mortgage, because yeah. then we'd just we'd, we'd we'd be just in a good state at the end. <laughs> anyway, uh, let uh, let's talk about uh, the local festival now, Danny, because that's linked to that. Yeah, linked so, to the local networking yeah, that we do to, down here. We're based in Bournemouth. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, and there's a great filmmaking community down here. I moved here in 2006, to, late 2005, 2006. Got to know Tim who in turn introduced me to all the awesome dudes around the place. Yeah. All guys doing their own thing, making their features, making their award-winning features. Yeah. Uh, Two of the leading lights are Dan Pringle and Adam Merrifield, who head up White Lantern Film. Yeah. They made their, well, they made a couple of documentary features first, uh, and then they made their debut 
Well, they helped Suki Singh make his feature. Suki, yeah, Suki produced that. But then Dan stepped out of the producer role into writer-director role to make his debut film, which Adam then produced, which yeah. is called K-Shop. K-Shop, out now, everyone, out, out uh, now, on, which, the, on the TV and so on, on Sky. So that's done really well. DVD. And we, and we really like those guys because they're doers and they're just out there and they don't let anything stop them. Mm. And they've taken and that. And Dan's been on the podcast. Dan, we've interviewed Dan yeah, and yeah. Suki to get, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. for the podcast. Um. But what they've done is they've set up their own film festival, which is going to take place later in the year in October. But it's a specific short film festival. Yeah, it's focused in on on the power of sound, sound uh, and sound design. Sound design, obviously, a forgotten art because uh, you know the cliche. If you've been around the short film world at all, which is like the sound's always the weakest part of a short film. You know, you can tell a bad one because the sound's hissy as soon as you put it in. Mm. And, uh, but that's that's just technical quality. With this festival, they want to really focus on its use within storytelling as well. Yeah. Um, if you think about you know some of the greatest uh, uh, movies that we associate with powerful directors, we think about the visuals, but actually it's quite often a strong sound design that goes along with it. Films like Two Thousand and One, for instance, is like. We think about those great shots and everything. The music's very powerful in that, but also the sound's very powerful in it. You know, even if it's the vacuum of space, no sound's very powerful in it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's the sort of thing they, they're, they're, they're looking at in this new uh, festival. They've got some really great speakers coming along. Uh, rather than me rambling on about it, they've got proper people that know what they're doing. Yeah, so the Wonder Woman composer is going to be involved. They've got a few other Oscar winners um, involved. Yeah, it's sound all... designer types and everything. It's yeah. all good. It's, 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 it's great. Anyway, if that's your bag, they're still looking for short films for for that. If you've got one that's kind of strong from a sound, sound design, design perspective, perspective yeah. um, you can still get that in before the end of August. If you go to, uh, what is it, shortsounds.co.uk, yeah. Uh, that's uh, shortsounds.co.uk then there's all about the festival you can um, uh, submit your film your short to them you can find out more about what's going on on what day and they're currently doing a kind of uh, crowdfunding thing but actually it's a way of doing pre-sales on the ticket so if you're interested in this uh, area of filmmaking I think it's probably one of the only festivals in the world that looks at this and you know I'll be really sure it's one of a if not the only one that in the UK that's really focusing on this so if it's your bag then you should definitely check check it out it's not particularly myself and Danny's area of expertise of course but no but I love it though I love it I, I love it yeah we, yeah we yeah. know we're gonna try <laughs> we made our own films though, yeah we yeah we're gonna try and go to some of it definitely it's in the it's it's not until October it's between the 12th and the 15th of October itself so a little way away but we know people listen to this podcast quite a long time after so we're giving it a plug. This is all happening in 2017, if you're listening in the far future. <laughs> but uh, fingers this. crossed, you know, that they um, it's the first of, uh, you know, doing this annually. So yeah. um, uh, we've got a small growing um, arts festival in Bournemouth. Arts by the Sea. Arts by the Sea. And this is part of the kind of the fringe of, of, of that. So I'm, I'm hoping it will grow um, and uh, promote this sort of... Uh, forgotten element of uh, filmmaking i think they've discovered a good niche there uh but these guys also why they're in our mind why we want to help them out is that they run the local networking thing down here as well so of course we're going to support them because we've seen their struggle to get this off the ground so we want to support it uh right let's really move on to the last uh, topic of the day then yeah danny i think 
Uh, Being a writer as a business. Yeah. So John Writer at LTD. Yeah. Yeah. What? Um, so most there'd be, I guess, three people, three types of people listening to this: amateur writers. It's not their business, if you like. Uh, freelance, uh, part-time writers. They get a bit of money. Full-time freelance writers. It's their sole thing. Mm. And then a kind of this fourth weird thing, which is what we're going to be talking about mainly, which is like some people actually set themselves up as a as a company and do their work individually. Yeah, through that. Mm. Uh, and um, uh, myself and Danny obviously own Nelson Nutmeg Pictures. Not obviously, we own Nelson Nutmeg Pictures Limited. It sounds very grand, but we set it up as a limited company to deal with the movie that we made, and we've kept it going because, you know, it's a low-budget movie, so the accounts is quite small. We thought, well, we'll put three movies through, low, three low-budget movies through this company, and then we'll decide if we want to close it down after that. But actually, we found a lot of people asking us about the ins and outs of having a business, and uh, how does it differ from just being an individual? Yeah. Because uh, you both, you know, you're paying tax either way, of course. But we're, and we don't want to get into advising you on tax things. But just to just to answer some, I don't know, sort of very basics around what's it mean to have a a, a business and what are you what have you got to do? Because you're a reluctant businessman, I would suggest, Danny. Well, I was very dubious even about keeping Nelson Network pictures yes. going. I thought no, it was, it was only for the film, so let's just kind of fold it. Yeah. So we had to sit down with Jan casting our third kind of um, person involved with it all and so we spoke about what we could do and mm. how we could kind of push it together both TV and film and I was still a little bit on the fence but more enthused by your enthusiasm for it yeah well, there's, and the practical reasons presumably well, well the practical reasons have revealed themselves to me yeah. over the last couple of years mainly off the top of my head funding applications and things well, like that yeah, yeah. because you can apply as a company yes. which is better some opportunities are only if you're a company. There's been a few that we've discovered. Uh, you don't have to be VAT registered, but having a company register numbers yeah, yeah. has been a real benefit. Yeah. Um, so I'm enjoying that, um, making it more official or treating things a bit more uh, respectfully. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah, that's yeah. the right word. Yeah. So it's like you can't just go, <laughs> do that like next week. Is it like, no, we have to do it now. Yeah. Uh, even if it's just small things with the accounts, it's, it's just nice to keep a professional patter going, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, what well, I'm hoping that everybody that's non-amateur already, you know, so they're getting some income from their writing. They should already be doing, of course, their income tax, their self-assessment. Self-assessment. Um, because of that's illegal not illegal not to obviously um so you've definitely got to be uh already doing that and myself and danny have to continue doing that as separate individuals yeah so having the business doesn't isn't instead of doing that we've got to do both so it is extra uh work uh i do my self-assessment myself i find it it gets easier each year, not only because I know what I'm doing, but because the online things mm-hmm. become a bit, bit better. If you are, what I did, I did make a mistake um, when I started doing it. So when I, because I was, you know, always employed up to that point, uh, like maybe a lot of listeners got your normal job, bit of writing on the side, trying to get it going, you know. And um, uh, and then I thought, well, I'm actually starting to earn a bit. Here, so I better fill in my self-assessment. 
So I sort of started filling it all in and everything. And then realized I didn't have the a number. You know, you need this uh, tax number. I thought it was going to just your national insurance number. It isn't, there's a special tax number that you need, uh, self-assessment number. And so I phoned them up. I was going, well, I'm not sure what, what, what number that is. And they were like, oh, you're supposed to ask for that like years ago. <laughs> Before, as soon as you start earning you should ask them for that number mm. and then you can instantly put it on that form now they let me off because it was pretty obvious i was clueless mm. <laughs> so but i'm sharing that anecdote so well, people sim- don't make the same mistake <clears throat> similar thing happened to me i think it might be the same in terms of uh, i didn't register myself as a freelancer yeah so they were going to find me yeah this, this is the same thing. yes it must be the same thing so they but they were going to find me until they realised I just didn't have a clue. Yeah, they let me it's off. a legitimate mistake, not, yeah. you're not, it's not fraud. But, uh, obviously then learn from both myself and Danny as yeah. a couple of chumps, and if you're starting to get, earn money from writing, as soon as you are, then uh, you must let the uh, tax office know. It's easy now, easier than in the part to phone up and you're waiting on the phone. You can do it all online, it's dead, dead uh, simple, and so straightforward now, but you've got to do it um... Uh, because uh, otherwise you won't have this number and then it all yeah. gets out of hand pretty quick. Well, don't panic at the same breath. Oh, right? no. If you get just... an episode of Doctors, right, and you don't get any other writing work throughout the year, that's well below your yeah, tax yeah. threshold. Oh, it's not a problem, to, you but know. you still should be telling them. Yeah. This is the thing. Uh, so something to think about doing, you know, sooner rather than later if you you know, just thinking about that. Uh, that so let's imagine then we carried on doing that for years and so on and then we were going to start the the company uh, we're going to start doing the movie so we had to set up a company now in a way like why because you know it feels pretty tempting to um, just perhaps keep going as a couple of individuals that just happen to make a movie because I've never done a company before for a short film, but you had, Danny. Yes, I have, yeah. Um, but um, you normally don't need to just for a short film. Uh, so I was a bit like, do we even need to do it? But actually, you do when you start getting to that size. And the size of your short, which was a big short, yeah. Danny. You know, It's just you've got all that money floating around. And obviously, if you've got a limited company, the, 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 the name of that is the clue, which is it's a limited liability. So what that means is if everything goes really, really bad, then uh, providing you're not ridiculously negligent and a dangerous person, then all they can do is, if you like, strip the assets of that company and not you personally. Mm-hmm. So you're limited, you're putting a barrier between yourself and the company. So if you want a kind of a shorthand of that, they could come and take your equipment that you'd bought through the company and seize all that, but they couldn't take your house mm. uh, if you'd defaulted on something or there'd been some sort of incident, financial incident or whatever that is. Um, so that's important to, to, to have. And I think some writers uh, that don't make movies, they still choose to go down that uh, route just to have a, a, a separate entity away from their personal lives especially if it's like a small group of writers they sometimes do it i mean tony jordan gone full on for it of course when we spoke to him he's set up a whole production company that he does the writing through but i mean you don't even have to be that far no i uh, mean yeah if i was earning a lot of money myself as a writer yeah. i might set up danny stack limited yes so i could pay myself a salary exactly rather than having to pay yeah 
like tax on say 60 grand a year if i have a really amazing year or something now we don't want to be giving people and we shouldn't do because it again it would be against the rules to give people tax advice on the podcast yeah, well, no, this is not tax advice this is as i understand but this it. is the reasons why um it happens you can register for vat if you want to you don't have to exactly. unless you earn over a certain amount then yes you do but it's relatively again these things were trickier like 10 years ago mm. because you had to do all about pay- paperwork manually and there was a bit of a bit of a bind it's a bit easier now and so you can set up a company, set up a new business bank account to go with it, and you can file all your stuff to company's house, and you can send in your end-of-year company accounts. All online. All online. So it's no longer a big barrier like it used to be to, to be setting up these kind of things. And it's just something for people to be uh, aware of as an option if they're getting really... Um, really successful but obviously you'd have to get advice about your own circumstances your own situations uh, your own tax situations and that kind of stuff mm. uh, but it's no longer sort of a stupid or outrageous idea that's out of reach of a lot of writers mm. um, so something to maybe uh, look into if you're going into production definitely something to look up look into if you if you continue to be uh, you know a, a writer only then still worth having a little sniff at very much so yeah and if you're like me completely clueless and reluctant as tim might have mentioned it's just good to finally get familiar with key terms key phrases key basic things yeah definitely So because you can't stick in your head in the sand all your life you have to the accountant comes knocking or the yeah. tax man comes knocking they don't care they just want to everything yeah above order I, keep I, your accounts for what three years afterwards is it oh more is it more now yeah 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 seven is it really? At least. I've got all of mine in the attic anyway. Yeah, exactly. In case they come and audit you to check that everything's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never been, though, have you? No. I don't think they're after screenwriters. My dad they know was. They my, know dad, there's no money my, dad, my dad My dad was, so they're still doing it. <laughs> right. I think um, I think someone else we know locally, I won't know names because it might be wrong. I'll tell you uh, the reason why they, has, would, they, so, yeah. they might audit us if our earnings suddenly shut up. Yeah, they're looking for strange yeah. behaviour most of the time. Uh, but film business is strange behaviour in is, terms of yeah. most companies anyway, because most companies have in- in- incoming and outgoing on a regular basis. Mm. You know, if you're if you are anything, a builder or you're a printer, you know, you're buying materials and you're making sales, and um, those things each month happen. But of course, with film, you like you you're spending for three years, and then you're earning money dribbling in for 10 years after so it's like the most ridiculous business model that the tax people don't really understand but uh and uh the last benefit of course it doesn't particularly affect writers so much is that of course we've been able to take advantage of the uk film tax credit yes um by being a limited company mm. you're going to be a limited company and that applies to tv it. and film uh yes it does live, no. act- live action no children's yeah, children's like children's live action, but if but only cinema. So if you make a horror short, you're not eligible. If you make a horror feature, you are eligible. If you make a horror TV series, you're not eligible. I don't think. Yeah, it's only for kids. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we 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 have to take advantage of that. Um, so there are all these sort of other little spin off uh, uh, benefits once you get to a certain size. Um, I don't know if the tax office are still doing it because when I went first. When I went freelance first, 
they had the thing called a small business advisor who would come along to your house for right. f- for free and give you advice about what to do. And I obviously did that. Yeah. So it was 2002 or something. Wow. I dodged my fine. I asked for the small business advisor to make sure I was doing the right thing. Yeah. He came along. <laughs> I gave him some homemade um, muffins. But he said to me, he said, no, this muffin, does it cost more than a fiver? I was like, it probably cost a pound to make 24 of them. Yeah, what yeah, you talking yeah. about? And he said, if it was more than a fiver, I'd have to constitute it as a bribe. <laughs> I was like, have yeah. have 50 of them. <laughs> Let's talk. Um, but I don't know if they're still doing That was really no, useful, small business advisor. But um, there's always, if they're not still doing that, uh, there is always small business advice mm-hmm. that you can tap into. Yeah. Um, so there's... And it's, we, we've not taken advantage of it, Danny, but there is, uh, uh, even locally here, like, um, you know, free, because it's, it's sort of paid for by grants, uh, like business workshops, business advice, and evening classes, like six weeks, you know, six evenings, get into grips with business. Um, so there's all that out there. Mm. That's, uh, uh, at least you can say that that continues to be... <laughs> continues to be funded um so there is always that advice out there don't struggle and don't be as danny says don't be sort of uh neglectfully ignorant in terms of you just never get around to finding out about these things because there is some benefits out there in terms of uh making making you hard earned go a little bit further which is what we want of course it's hard enough life being a writer as it is uh Anyway, that's probably about it, Danny. That's it. I mean, all of this we've covered in our book to some extent about tax and being a writer and stuff like that. Because our book, the UK Scriptwriters uh, Survival Handbook, is all about surviving and maintaining a career on a practical level. Nothing about uh, Aristotle's Poetics or Freytag's Pyramid or any of that guff. <laughs> it's just all about how do I get work? How do I network? Yeah. Uh, how do, do I, I make money? How do I make money? What do I have to do? Uh, so if you haven't bought that yet, we highly encourage you to do so. Yes. Um, it's available uh, on uh, Amazon if you want to get, um, you know, a hard copy, a actual proper proper book, as you might call it. Mm. Um, but if you if you want an e-book, a little bit cheaper sometimes or more convenient for your commute or whatever, it's available on, on Kindle, but also on just about all the different platforms whichever one you're using you will find it there if you go to smash words for instance you can get access to all of them dead easily so uh whatever format you you, you like it except for an audio book we never didn't do an audio <laughs> didn't do an audio book well, that's what the podcast is oh yeah this is it you're listening to it everyone <laughs> welcome um uh then it's out there so check it out if, if you are interested and serious about being a working writer uh, right, that's about it from myself and uh, Danny. Just some personal news, because I know you guys uh, are always interested a little bit in what we're doing. Uh, Nelson Nutmeg, our debut film's uh, now out, doing well, DVD. Uh, by the time you listen to this, probably just a little bit after, it'll be out everywhere on DVD, uh, in, in shops and online, so that's easy to get hold of. And... Uh, after our can trip, we're now sort of 90% there uh, in terms of our next movie. So you'll hear more about this in the future as we talk about our new movie, which is again for children, but whole new story. Um, very exciting um, 
kind of sci-fi thriller for kids uh, won't bore bore you with that now uh, but it's on its way soon so look forward to that um that's about it Danny that's it that's it um, that's, find us on Twitter Facebook all uh, that UK scriptwriters all that stuff keep in touch send us some uh, feedback and all that jazz and um, we'll be back with interviews soon yeah see you soon cheers then bye bye, bye.